Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kozmeski. Today I'm interviewing Brianna Silver. Brianna runs a company called Silver Consulting, and she is an amazing businesswoman, and I cannot wait to share her insights with our audience at the Female Insight Zone. So welcome, Brianna, to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Mary Beth. It is such a pleasure to be here. So tell me a little bit about your background, how you're running such an incredible organization, what your organization does. Just give us a little bit of background, like how you got to where you're at. Sure. Well, my story is one of, I like to call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> I, did <too>. not start, <laughs> I did not set out for this journey uh, with any premeditated perspective. So um, I'll kind of begin a little bit by just sort of talking about my educational background because it, it kind of all weaves into the story. So I, I have an undergraduate degree in communication design, so basically a graphic designer. And when I was engaged in that in that educational track, I literally had a few a few professors on a Thursday night pull me off into a room and say, you need to go to grad school, you need to go to grad school now, and you need to go to the IIT Institute of Design in Chicago. And basically what, what they were seeing in me, which I was not understanding in myself quite at that point, was that I got really excited about the strategic side of design. So like understanding what message should be communicated the impact that we want this message to have on the people that it, that it connects with, much more so than the actual execution of, you know, creating whatever communication it was that I was designing at the time. And so basically, kind of on an act of faith, if you will, I said, okay, fine, I will apply to go to the IIT Institute, Institute of Design, did, ended up there, really started operating in the strategic side of design which is really more around defining what problems should be solved and how to go about solving them at really sort of like a broader systemic level from you know societal issues to growth and everything. So basically when I graduated from that, I went to, to work for an anesthesia machine and ventilator company up in Madison, Wisconsin, looking at basically how to grow their business and specifically new product lines, and then got downsized out of that basically. And so what that meant is here I was with $200 in my pocket, no job, <laughs> and really needing to make money pretty fast. Um, and so I started talking to people, which is really my gift, and very quickly networked into an opportunity of bringing basically customer centricity to the new product development process of, of a regional bank here in Chicago at the time, LaSalle Bank. Uh, and specifically for their transaction banking uh, business. And so that really became the birth of my company, unbeknownst to me at that point in time. And meanwhile, I was kind of looking for the job, if you will, that I was looking for and didn't find it, but did find this that was really enriching me. And so today, basically what we are is we support organizations to lead the transformation of other brands and offerings into the future. We sit at the nexus of market research, user experience, design, and strategy. And we really support organizations to enhance their brands, like looking at why do I deserve to exist? What is my value proposition specifically in landscapes that are literally shifting real time underneath the companies that are operating within them? You know, looking at filling innovation pipelines, both next gen as well as wholly new offerings, and then really aligning stakeholders around new visions for growth. 
Well, that's incredible. So, so you didn't know you're going to be an entrepreneur. You ended up just sort of out of, I have to do this, became an entrepreneur. But how did you find your first clients? Because I think a lot of people would, would step out of corporate America if they knew that they could get some clients and get their business rolling. I mean, I have a marketing consulting firm and, you know, people say, well, I'd love to have a, you know, a consulting firm like yours. And the problem is, where am I going to get my clients from? So tell us your insights about how you got your first clients and really kickstarted into this business. Well, I mean, honestly, Mary Beth, I think, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. And I think like, this all opened up for me within the span of like a two week period of time. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, remarkable when you think about it, because here I was 23, you know, straight out of grad school, basically had very little career experience. And here I am now championing this effort at, you know, a fairly sizable regional bank to bring customer centricity into the new product development process. Now, to be fair, this company thought I was 30, not 23, you know? (laughs) Um, So it's not like they were like, oh, we'll just go hire anybody, you know? But, you know, I kind of had the gumption to be presenting, you know, myself with, with the confidence that I could do this. And I had some pretty good recommendations behind me. But for how easy it came to life you know now in retrospect especially after running this company for 15 years it's like oh my gosh like clearly the divine was telling me this is the path that i needed to take for how how easy that path opened for me but you know now obviously you know being 15 years into this it's not like like every project every opportunity every client falls into your lap with as much ease as i'm sure you can appreciate running your business for <laughs> as long as you have And so, you know, I mean, I think, you know, as far as advice goes, what I would suggest to people is I think it's really important to understand how do you best connect with people and to really lean into that in a big way. So the way that I continue to get clients, I mean, the way I got that first client was was talking to people and networking. And I'm very relationship based focused um, and really live my life from what uh, what is typically referred to as sort of a go giving spirit. And so I really leaned into that pretty heavily. And that's really how I have grown this company. And obviously how I've leaned into that has changed over time. Like when I first started, it was mainly like by going to conferences and, and really, you know, engaging at that level and then continuing those relationships onwards. I still do that, but I would say it's less, uh, less prevalent as the sole medium today. Um, now I would say, you know, LinkedIn is a big part of of that strategy, um, just because it's available where it wasn't, you know, 15 years in the same way. So, you know, how I do that is different and continues to evolve as as the media landscape continues to evolve. Um, but really, just sort of leaning in in that go giving relationship based spirit. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting that you say that, and I I kind of had a similar situation that happened to me, and I won't get into it, but there was a client that just sort of came to me and it ended up to be the biggest success story that I could have imagined, which led me into working in a niche and all of this stuff. And so people say, well, how did you break into this niche? And I'm like, it kind of just happened to me. But I think from a perspective of being realistic when you're sharing with someone else, hey, listen, it's it's not going to be as hard as you think it's going to be. I think we have to have a few things. We have to be open to opportunities. Like it might not be the best opportunity, but we have to be open to opportunities. And I think the other thing is going into your leaning in idea is that we really have to get insightful about what other people, what other companies, what other businesses want. And leaning into the fact that 
we have that. We can do that. It's not that we can do everything. It's we can do what you want. What is the issue? And being able to understand that even before you go into a situation where you're going to connect with somebody is so valuable. And a lot of times we go into networking events and we don't really think through who might be there, what might be the opportunities that I could face. We just kind of go and see what's going to happen. And then sometimes we're disappointed. But if we're open to opportunities and we're prepared for what others may want that we can provide, I think we've got a, you know, you've got sort of a model that works. Do you agree with that? I 100% agree with that. And I would even build upon that because I think, you know, and this is one of the, you know, the things I'm always talking about, you know, with people who, who work for me when I talk to other entrepreneurs who are, you know, kind of are uncomfortable, if you will, with like selling their services. And I'm using air quotes right now, you know, in the <laughs> sense of, you know, they feel icky about that. Like, well, I don't want to go ask for work. I feel like I'm begging for work. And it's like, no, 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 no. You've got this all wrong. Like you have to change your perception around this because, you know, we've been called to do what we're doing. Like I clearly have been called to be in this consulting environment because it did happen with ease. So I am being called to serve others. And I serve others by helping them to solve their problems. And now sometimes that may be like, literally, I and or my team can facilitate the work that would be required to solve their problems. Other times, it's about just hearing what they need. And the fact that I talked to somebody else four days ago, that I can put the two of them in in connection to one another to solve their problems. And so I look at it as like, I'm just here to serve. I'm here to help people to rise to the best version of themselves, whether that be as individuals or as an organization as a whole. And, you know, I love to be a matchmaker in support of that, regardless of whether, you know, my company is the one sort of receiving the money in the end or not, you know? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And that's, it's always, it's hard to think about that sometimes because we go, but I need, you know, when you had $200 in your pocket, you're like, I need the money. But if you think about it in in sort of that go-giver perspective that you have, which I just think is amazing, it, it does, it does come. And it's not, you know, it's not just random. It's kind of there in that spiritual sense, but it's there in the sense that you're giving and it's coming back to you. And it's not a, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get something back. You're doing it because you truly want to. And then it just happens. And it's kind of amazing. But um, let me switch gears for a second, because as any business owner knows, it's not all rosy being a business owner. So talk about, you know, with your consulting firm, and I know you've grown this into a significant firm, but along the way, has there been moments where there was something that happened that you really had to dig deep and and, and uh, overcome it or something that happened to you personally where you really needed to dig deep and, and overcome it while you were running this business? Oh, definitely. There's been multiple points, but I think probably the most recent one, maybe in some respect, has been the most uh, seismic, if you will, or the most most like overarchingly transformational for me, both personally and professionally. So um, back in in 2011, I had a baby, you know, which is always a a big pivotal moment for many for many female professionals, right? Yes. Um, and so I had a baby, and my business did amazingly well after this baby. You know, I kind of went in thinking, oh, maybe it'll take a deep dive, if you will, but it didn't. It actually continued to grow. 
And to the point where basically in 2013, we had our best year ever. And it was like, okay, you know, from a financial standpoint, it was amazing. But I myself was completely miserable. So I wasn't feeling like I was showing up well, frankly, in any of the roles I was playing, you know, whether it be, you know, businesswoman, wife, mother, I just, I felt exhausted. I was pushing to make it happen. I just wasn't in a very good mental state. And, and then what happened in 2014 is that basically because of shifts that were happening in those three different in- industries that we compete in, you know, the market research, design and strategy, because of shifts that happened in the industries themselves, as well as just shifts like restructuring that happened with our key marquee clients, basically our, our business shrunk by half the following year in 2014. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah. And so here I was miserable. Now I actually was, you know, feeling very poor and more specifically, like, I just was holding a ton of responsibility for my team and not wanting to let them go and just really sort of probably in in all honesty, at this point, now kind of looking back on hindsight, being way too maternalistic in sort of my leadership perspective. But I was holding just all this burden on my shoulders. And so, you know, I was really kind of brought to brought to the end of what I knew. um, And and none of it was working anymore. And so through that, I really ended up finding a new mentorship group that really is around tapping into your spiritual side and bringing it through, cultivating it in a purposeful way through your business, and really dove deep into that, which uh, very quickly helped me to sort of, I, I would say, find my center as an individual once again, and then uh, over time start to find my center as a business. And, you know, both in terms of, you know, how we as a team were showing up for our clients, but then also how I as a leader was showing up for my team and then the broader industries in which I operate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a very pivotal moment. And also, I think a really a really special moment of, of rebuilding um, because now I've gotten the opportunity to, you know, these two parts of my life, the spiritual and the business were things that I didn't think could come together before. Like I had limiting beliefs personally that I needed to keep those two things separate. And basically throughout this journey of the past few years, I have continually gotten you know, basically the call to be more intentional with how I bring that forward in my business. And it shows up in a variety of different ways. And to not only be more intentional about that, but as I am being more intentional, tracking the response that I'm getting as a way of, of basically, you know, breaking down all those limiting beliefs, showing me by via evidence that no, in fact, when I bring those two pieces of myself together in my business, the reaction is positive. It is not negative, which I had always feared. And so it's allowed me to really explore a variety of new things, you know, such as coaching. Like I'm an innovation coach now where I support cities all over the United States to bring innovation into their cities and to really engage their residents in that process. I support small businesses in really rising up to their best potential in sort of their business and bringing those aspects of coaching to bear as well. I work with teams now to facilitate them to say, how are we best meant 
in a corporate environment to serve the broader purpose of our organization. And so these are things that just never existed as service offerings here at Silver Consulting before I started down this path. And I know I've only touched the beginning of the iceberg on this, but I'm just so excited to further explore. Well, that is, I love this story. This is great. And how did your business grow from 2014 to today? So from 2014 to today, um, I will say that we're kind of back up to the level that we were in 2013. So we still haven't met the 2014 numbers. But, you know, I mentioned before that this like basically brought, brought us to our end. And so it basically helped us to, we could no longer sort of say, well, maybe this isn't working so well, like, or, or kind of, you know, swipe it under the rug. Like we had, like, it was very sobering, like, oh my gosh, like, how do we go forward with this? And so we had to acknowledge the fact that basically the systems that had got us to that point of growth were not the systems that were going to get us to the next point of growth. And so basically what it has meant is in the past few years, I have re- re-engineered every system in our business. And what that means now, and what I'm really excited about right now is we made some pretty big bets this past year um, that we are still seeing through to implementation, if you will. But all the leading indicators share that we basically will see the, the spike in growth that we have been you know, yearning for. But basically, it's just forced me to, to do this. Like every time, it's just like continues to force me to basically say, nope, it's not working. How are you going to re-engineer it? How are you going to get it to the point where it doesn't just work for now, but it works for later? And I think that's the biggest thing is that we've really now re-engineered everything to really support continued and sustainable growth. Whereas up to that point, it was growth to that point, which is why I was exhausted and not happy and miserable. Whereas now I'm feeling centered and grounded and really just excited about the future and basically our capacity to take on the growth that's coming. Yeah, it, it's so true. I mean, you know, you look at successful businesses and you say, oh, if you're a business owner, you say, well, my business has had some downturns. I bet they never had downturns. I mean, and any business owner that I know that has been in business for more than 10 years has had at least one difficult period where you have to kind of, like you said, rebuild or restructure or reinvent, um, you know, and take a look at things. So it's not, you start a business and it's going to be golden all the way through, but it is certainly something that we have to learn along the way, which actually, and frankly, keeps it exciting. Sometimes exciting in not the best ways, but certainly exciting. And I have, I have loved the insights that you've shared with us today and in your authenticity and in sharing your stories. How can people reach you, Brianna? Well, there's a couple different ways. Um, I mean, I mentioned earlier on in the phone call that, you know, I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn and, and love to have conversations through that medium. So I would definitely encourage people to reach out on LinkedIn uh, to get connected. My name is spelled Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A, and then Silver, S-Y-L-V-E-R. Uh, so feel free to reach out and connect that way. Also, I would very much uh, encourage people to check out silverconsulting.com, which describes a little bit more about how we support organizations through their transformation. And so that is silverconsulting, S-Y-L-V-E-R, consulting.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights, for sharing your stories, and sharing about your journey with us at the Female Insight Zone. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Mary Beth. It's been a joy to connect with you. You are welcome. 
Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.